Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. 0457-736-736. And yes, Turkey is overrated. Uh, one man who knows all the backyard cricket rules, the ins and outs of it, who knows everything about the big bash, is our friend Sammy Hargraves is on the line right now. Hello, Sam. Merry Christmas. Uh, to you too, Jules, and to your listeners and family and anyone just remotely connected with you. Oh, thank you, mate. Uh, backyard cricket rules. Uh, a couple of people on the text line have said, is chin music permitted? And I said, well, it depends if you're playing on the grass or playing on the driveway. It's a bit hard to get a tennis ball up to the chin if, you, if you're digging it into the, the thick bull-eye grass here in Sydney. But it also depends on who's batting, right? So if Nana's are the good part in the 70s, you're not going to bounce her. But maybe it's a case of, you know, you're allowed one bouncer and over. Your thoughts? Well, I think if you you need to establish these rules nice and early True. Uh, before everyone steps out there, because as someone who was known within my family as um, the uh, provider of the greatest tantrums on Christmas Day cricket matches, is that right? This is why, and and this is what my bugbear was at the time that the rules hadn't been established. And when my grandfather bowled me out once when I was eleven, um, I don't think I ever picked up a bat again on Christmas Day oh. uh, until he he left us. Um, but if you're not prepared, once the rules are established, to take a few up around the penthouse, then you shouldn't be out there playing. Great. So yeah. you can absolutely put in a bouncer on Christmas Day as long as it's been agreed to ahead of time when the mm. rules have been established. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's character building, isn't it? And you know, It tennis... is, and we don't discriminate. So if, if Nan wants to pick up the willow after the rules have been established, then you are well within your right. <laughs> it's like the footy player's <laughs> been battling the hamstring injury, and they say, we're going to target this player. They say, well, hey, listen, you cross that boundary, you're fair game. You are a fair game. You know, 100%. And, and you yeah. know what? I don't think Nan would have it any other way. No. No. In fact, she'd be proud of you. She'd be proud of you. That's yeah, what Nan... She's seen things and been through things that you've got no idea about in your pampered world right now. Nan's not going to worry too much about you going at probably around 85 kilometres an hour, mm. thinking that you're up around the 140 mark, <laughs> yeah. uh, giving her some chin music. Yeah. No drama you'll, with that. You'll think you're bowling at Nokia pace, but you're bowling slower than Nathan Lyon on a good pitch. It's, it's funny, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. As long as you don't take out her prize rosebush, because then you're in big, big trouble. And, of course, if you if you somehow manage be, with, with the, the willow to, to land it in the potato salad, well, that's immediate dismissal. You're out. Well, the rose bush for us uh, used to be, because it was alongside the, the strip we played at, mm. that used to be David Boone at short leg for us. Yeah. And if you, got one in, if you got one that just even touched the leap, Boone, he was taking that, as he did for Shane Warne's hat-trick ball mm. back in 94, MCG Boxing Day test. Yep. So the rose bush was always out because that was Boone. Yeah, that, that's a good point you make, actually. We're strategically placed... You know, plants and pot plants can act as fielders. The dog can act as a fielder. Uh, yeah, I actually, yes. you know, this this is interesting. You know, listeners have certainly plenty of thoughts on this. You talked about Nana. Uh, age shall not weary them. Uh, Socky was pretty good for the Sixers last night. Uh, rain reduced a fair. Uh, one for seven off his two overs. He's 38 years young. But they needed this, the Sixers. Uh, 0-2, the last year's finalists, against a pretty decent opposition in the Hurricanes. Yeah, it's interesting. Both these teams, I think, have got the potential to go deep uh, into the big bats, but they sort of haven't really got it going yet this year. And it's been because maybe some of their bigger names or the people that they thought they were going to get more out of just haven't quite found their groove yet, but it's okay. 
it's a long season, as we know, and complain about on the regular. Um, the, the the win for the Sixers, though, you're 100% right. Really crucial. Um, they were able to restrict the, the top order of the Hurricanes, which is, when you look at it on paper, should be a dominant top order. Ben McDermott, Darcy Short, Matty Wade, the top three, all into that. Matty Wade, the hero of that semi-final in the UAE at the T20 World Cup. And then you've got, and it was really smart recruiting from the Hurricanes at the draft, you know, the Pakistani players they brought in, though, but Shadab Khan. Uh, then you've got Tim David, who we all believe is going to be a dominant force in T20 international cricket and just T20 around the world. 1.5 million at the IPL. Asif Ali's innings was mind-blowingly oh. good. Just... You think Sydney can't lose 13? this, and they me? didn't, but, you know, they gee, they, he kept it interesting in the end. What do you go, 6-4, six, 6-6, six, six, I think, from memory? Something like that. Saw it on the replay, and uh, a strike rate of 315 after four sure. boundaries and three sixes. But you're right, the sixes just did what they needed to do. Rain affected. Um, it was a tight game, as, as a lot of them have been this year. The bowling tends to be holding sway over the batting, at the moment is the early trend, but mm. the belief is that that will correct itself as the season goes on and people adjust and, and acclimatise, whatever it might be. But yeah, you're right. Uh, it's a win that the Sixers just had to have. Um, and they got it. And the Hurricanes now one and two. The Sixers are one and two. That's pretty tight at the top. Yeah, and I think Cricket Australia and the organisers will be uh, quietly very pleased that these games are going deep. The crowd numbers seem to be pretty good at, and the ratings numbers, albeit at an early stage, particularly as the next round of broadcast rights is is up for negotiation, and this competition in particular has lost a lot of skin in the past couple of years. Uh, Double-header today, starting with the Stars and the Scorchers, of course, last year's champions. The Stars, we had Joey Clark at the first 100 of the season. Bowie Webster put it about, you know, 5,000 rows back at the MCG. Still not as big as Scoobs, mind you. And, nope. and it's, it's funny, I spoke to Dave Hussey, and I was trying to get him to talk up Bowie Webster, because now nah, Scoobs is better, because the bats that these kids use these days, my goodness. Oh. You know, if Scoob got a hold of one, he would have put yep. it into the stratosphere. But uh, a big game for Melbourne. And the thing about it is that, that Joe Clark 100, too, if everyone's been saying, was overshadowed by the Thunder being rolled for 15. Well, it was. It's just, and it's a shame, really. Um, yeah, we haven't quite seen anything like what the Thunder dished up. Um, that was, you know, when extras is the equal second highest scorer, you know that something's gone horribly wrong. Uh, they'd be bowled out within six overs, a, a batting lineup that is as, as strong and talented as theirs. Uh, that was pretty humiliating for a side that fancied itself and was fancied coming into this year as being a real contender. And, and they still are, but they, they, they'll have some demons about that um, and haven't been able to get a win since. So, um, yeah, it's, um, it's tough going at the moment for the Thunder. They're one and three after four after beating the Stars in the first game. And the only teams that have won multiple games at the moment are the Strikers and the perennial struggles the Renegades, both are 3-0 and and have started the year brilliantly. So in 3-4, and four, we've got the Stars and the Scorch to do a meeting today at Junction Oval, doing that game with Liam Pickering and, and really looking forward to it um, as well. The, the thing about the Big Bash this year is we're not... The, the, we've bemoaned and, and, and not been happy with the fact that we don't seem to think we've got the Stars playing that we should have. Um, and, and I think they've gone... Not a long way, but they've gone a decent way towards correcting that this year, Jules. I think the BBL draft was didn't go according to plan, but in the end, Andre Russell ended up at the Renegades anyway, and what about his innings the yeah. other night? And yeah, putting, over putting pills on the top of GMHBA well, Stadium. So, Correct. Correct. Yeah. So these and these two lineups have got genuine stars uh, in and around, uh, genuine stars in both lineups. So 
um, it'll be well worth watching, well worth listening to, and well worth getting along to um, if you are listening to 11.70 but going to Melbourne. Mm. Well, you need two things, of course. Star power and closely fought contests, and we are getting that, and, and hopefully that continues. Brisbane, uh, you know, they're a hard team to get behind this year. Uh, the strikers, on the other hand, as you said, uh, they are flying, and, and Matty Short is a leading run scorer. And th- this is the other thing about this competition, you know, yeah, for all your Dre Russes and your, your Alex Hales and your Faf Duplessis, you get people like Matt Short have been around for a bit, and all of a sudden they're putting their name in lights with strong performances. Yeah, they are, and love seeing that from Matt Short. He's been a consistent performer, as you say, for a long time at Shield level. And um, but his game is really built for this. He's um, he's got, and I hate using this expression. I have to come up with that one. Long levers, so he's <laughs> he's got length about him as a person, and he's able to to really get some momentum and power into the shot that he plays when he wields the willow. And he's handy with the ball as well. Um, Chris Lynn, they're telling me, has been just a phenomenal pickup, not just for the runs that he's scoring. He's, I think he's top five or six run scorers this year. Not going at the, the rate that he normally goes at. He's accumulating more than devastating this year. But the, what they're saying that he has been able to give them as a tactical mind as well. I spoke to Wes Agar the other day, Jules, uh, on my show, and, and Wes just said that he, Chris Lynn has been so good for his cricket in just the short time he's been there. He said he's had a tremendous influence, not just on him, but from everybody. And so when you've got him and, and, and Peter Siddle, guys that he experienced at international level like Rashid Khan, um, they, they don't really lack for much, the strikers. And I've just got the feeling that Chris Lynn, after being let go, or however that played out with the Brisbane Heat, I've got a feeling today that even though that lineup of Net, uh, Nisa and Steckity, Kuhneman, Swepson, even though that's a, a, a world-class bowling lineup, I think Linney's going to be rubbing his hands together today, and I think he will take the long handle. Um, and get great satisfaction out of doing that to his former teammates. Yeah, yeah, he'll be he'll be ready for this one. Yeah, long handle, I like that. Long leaves. My man Aaron Hardy, he was the one I tipped as player to the watch uh, for the Scorchers. Another one with the oh, long leaves. Love levers. that. Love that. Yeah, he can play, mate. He can seriously play. Speaking of long leavers, Cam yeah. Green, we got the IPL auction tonight. They're tipped to go for a million dollars or or more. Uh, you know, Davey Warner thinks that you know him and Coley could be the last of the the genuine three format players. Just on David Warner. 100th Test match in Melbourne. Sammy, uh, very much looking forward to that. Are you backing him in for the remaining two tests of the series to get some runs? I think he will, whether it be here at the MCG or at Sydney. Um, Putting everything aside about anything that you may or may not think about Dave Warner, the person, his career is undeniable. To be back at the MCG, where it really all started um, when he played in that T20 international against South Africa and announced himself, uh, no one had a clue who the bloke was. And then he hit, I think it was 80-odd uh, in that game uh, at the G. And to where his career's gone to, to be, as you just pointed out, a three-format player. And he's been, he has been a game-changer in all of them, really. Um, what he's been able to achieve in every level of the game and what he's done as a test opener in the way in which he goes about it. He is an attacking player. He's an aggressive player. Again, you can think what you want about him and the way that he might go about it on the field or, or the things that have happened, whether it be Sandpaper Gate or whatever it might be. But if, if you look at him and stack him up against any opener that Australia has ever produced, he's right in the conversation as being one of the greatest openers that Australia has ever produced. Without question. Uh, how's his pitch going to hold up, mate? You got your ear to the ground right. there in Melbourne? Are we going to get to four days? Oh, no, look. We'll get to four. Definitely get the <laughs> yeah, four. Why? Because there's a bit of rain. 
Yeah, I'm scheduled to fill in if it doesn't. So hopefully it goes deep into day five. <laughs> yes. Uh, but no, it'll it'll hold up. It'll hold up. Uh, there'll be no dramas there. I think MCG figured out the issues they had in the past when it was a bit of a road and, and a bit dull and they got some life into it last year. And um, it, it produced a lot for the bowlers. That was not a great pitch, um, despite all efforts to the contrary, at the Gabba. Um, we hopefully don't want to see that again. And it feels like, Jules, that we just... Cricket in the country at the moment needs a special test. Like mm. Our relationship with our team at the moment is, is, is a bit off. Um, the public and, and, and the team are not, um, you know, as close as, as they have been and the relationship's not as loving as it may have been. I saw that firsthand when I saw our India and Pakistan and Sri Lanka and Zimbabwe and those countries go about supporting their side during the T20 World Cup. That's not us anymore. So if we could get a really special Boxing Day test, I think cricket really needs it. I've just got that feeling that we had a dull West Indian series that was a bit of a farce up at the Gabba. We need something special, and hopefully the MCG provides it as it, as it so often does. Fingers crossed. Okay. Now, before I let you go, Sammy, uh, I'm going to pop two questions up for you. I'm going to throw them yep. above the eye line. Just a yes or no answer. The first one, I think I know where you're going to go. Scott Boland to play ahead of Hazelwood, yes or no? Yes. Turkey is overrated, yep. yes or no? As, as a food or a country? Because I love no, the country. No, not as a country, you, as a food. <laughs> Very good. Uh, yes. Yes. As a food, yes, it is. I agree. Thank you. Uh, man after my own heart. Uh, good on you, Sammy. We'll catch you tonight. Yep, there he is. Uh, Sam Hargraves uh, doing wonderful work there on 1116 and calling the Big Bash action. Stars and the Scorchers hear that action this afternoon from 3 o'clock Eastern time. We better take a break.